I know we're going to talk about Bond, but I have to start by saying I was kind of disappointed in Dune. <laughs> oh, this I, is mental I, platypus. <laughs> that's you were disappointed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I um, are you are you're recording? I am. Recording. Oh, are we yeah, going into like, Dune already? I, I, I just yeah, it occurred to me I wanted to start by talking about Dune. So, like I said, this is mental platypus. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. So, um, this is um, if you haven't seen Dune or Bond, um, just shut it off because. All right. I, I, I don't think that we need to spend that long talking about Dune because I don't... Well, there's not a whole lot to talk about. I'm saying. so. I mean... <laughs> which is the one most... of the reasons it's largely disappointing. Well, I I liked it. Like, I, I, I liked it. I But when you're talking for about five minutes teaching your mama how to walk to avoid sandworms, <laughs> which... I'm sorry, look like giant buttholes. <laughs> Hairy buttholes that might need to be... A t- <laughs> might need a Brazilian wax. Yeah, like, it doesn't... It, that's the amazing thing about... They spent, like, $250 million on this movie. And those things still look like hairy asses. If, uh, if, if you'll uh, pardon my... Uh, <laughs> And I'm sure my rather, dad's. I'm sure my dad's listening and like going, oh, he started there. <laughs> uh, well, I'm going to take it here. It's a 250 million dollar cock tease. Uh, yeah. No, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Because the good stuff doesn't won't happen until part two, which probably will never be made because nobody's going to go fucking see it because it's streaming on HBO Max. Why do I need to go? Why well, do I need to make, spend the money, 15 bucks, to see an IMAX when? To see a giant hairy butthole in IMAX when. So according to, I just happened to pull up Box Office Mojo because I was curious about how Bond was doing. But mm-hmm. um, the opening weekend, $40 million. So Halloween Kills made more last week. Bond made more last uh, in, in, its, in its opening, opening weekend. weekend. Yeah, I think Bond made $50 million or $55 yeah. million or something and, like that. I mean, Dune's going to do okay worldwide, I think. It already has. And I know um, 007's gonna be fine. Opening weekend for Bond was fifty-five million. Let's see. Dune. Uh no, we already know Dune. Dune forty million first weekend. Well, you know, it's still technically it's still got one more day of uh Oh, is it the uh, it's not the estimate? Oh, that's the estimate. So yes. it could make like it could scratch up at like a million or two more. But man, that Halloween movie. I think it'll outpace Halloween Kills for its opening weekend. Mm, Halloween Kills made like 50 mil, right? Uh, uh, 49. Weekend. Yeah, so. it's not going to outpace. And what's amazing about that movie is that it's it's day and date with on um, Peacock. Yeah. Oh, wow. Opening weekend for Venom, Let There Be Carnage was 90 million. Yeah, that's the record, the pre pandemic record, I think. Post pandemic, you mean? But yeah, whatever it is. We're in the pandemic. We're, we're in it now. Yeah. yeah we're still um, in it. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. And it's already a hard sell because it's such a. I'm well, never going to read Dune. It's. Uh, no, I'm never going to read it either. So internationally, it's already done. Almost two hundred million. Yeah, which is so it'll, it's it'll be interesting to see if it. I mean, because I'm not a huge box office nerd. It it does interest me a little bit, mm-hmm. but um, 
It'll be interesting to see if it actually even makes a return on its investment because you figure mm-hmm. if it costs two fifty to make, they're putting a significant amount. Of, I, I've seen billboards all over the place for it. Yeah, and you usually have to up it. Phoenix. Yeah, so you, you figure billboard advertising and you know all that kind of marketing, all that business. Um, depending on who's depending on who's doing the accounting. I, it can easily run up another hundred million. On exactly it. Yeah. for the marketing costs, which yeah. I'm sure with Dune, I'm sure it's already racked up. For it to be a success, it basically has to do five hundred million. Well, to and, do, and I think that's actually like basically, unfortunately, um, especially for films like this. That's that's what they have to do to mm-hmm. to even be considered a, a moderate success because there have been so many billion dollar films in the last 10 years. Well, I think, um, I think I read somewhere that Skyfall, which cost like upward of like two, two fifty mil. Mm-hmm. Also the only bond film to do over a billion. Yeah. To do over a billion. Like it, it's, um, it barely made its money back. Spectre made, I think was still considered a loss and that made almost a billion. Right. Um, I'm pretty sure no time to die is going to be a money loser. Not just because which is the it's pandemic crazy considering that it's done over half a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, this is, this is insane to me that, that a film, a, I mean, that's, that's more money than I will ever see in my lifetime. Uh, I could probably live several lifetimes and never see that kind of money. Um, and, uh, you know, I, but with Bond, I feel like I see it all on screen. Yeah, no, you do. I didn't like. They didn't leave anything on the table. Or go like Dune, <laughs> I saw a whole bunch of sand. You know, again, it's it's a good looking film, but it just feels like. Uh, there just wasn't enough to it for me. And, and I like Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I loved uh, Blade Runner 20, what is it, 2049? Yep. Um, Prisoners. Yeah, I give Prisoners some love, dude. Have you seen Prisoners yet? I haven't seen Prisoners. And I'm realizing as I sit here that I haven't seen uh, The Arrival either. Arrival is dope. But Prisoners is really underrated. I recommend when I leave here. Find prisoners somewhere and watch it. Okay. And That's if you're listening, like Jake Gyllenhaal and yeah. uh, Hugh Jackman, yeah. mm-hmm. and Paul Dano, mm-hmm. and just um, and if you're listening, I mean, just hit pause, watch Prisoners, mm-hmm. come back, tweet at me at Jason E Kyle. Um, you can also tweet at LTD underscore engagement for Jared, but you know what? Uh, he ain't gonna fucking read your tweets because yeah, he doesn't do Twitter. Exactly. So. And so that was our other intro. <laughs> that was the other part of it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we'll catch up on some stuff at the end, probably. And of course, you know, um, after you're done reading prisoners and you tweeted us, throw in a few shekels at the Patreon page at patreon.com slash hoot and waddle. Yep. Yeah. So it'd be nice. There are some bills to pay. Yeah. So we can listen, keep continuing to listen to two white guys talking about white guy movies. Indeed. And uh, I'd I'd like to say, just for the record, that uh, probably, you know, as of this point, uh, we're getting into Platypush. 
<laughs> Mental platypus. <laughs> yeah, platypus. Mental platypus. We hope you. We hope you like your your podcast shaking, not stud. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, Sonny Jim. <laughs> um, but and so also, what? You- uh, we should have given the podcast to the Marx Brothers. <laughs> We're named the other podcast, Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get out of our system? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I might throw I in. No promises. I may throw in another Scottish brogue in there somewhere, but. I can't uh, believe that we've gone this far without saying podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, uh, it's a crime. It has at least finally been resurrected. I mean, resurrected. Mm-hmm. Um, Whatever the whatever the word I actually mm-hmm. meant to say, insert that there. Rectified. Mm-hmm. So, what did you not like about Dune? Um. Well, that's the thing is, it's not that I didn't like it. There wasn't anything in particular that I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. It's just that I I really think that it it probably suffered. I might be kinder to it on a repeat viewing, um, but this initial viewing, I was expecting something like on a life-changing level. Uh, I feel like that's how it was kind of sold to me. And <laughs> it was not. It was mm-hmm. just a, uh, you know what? I, I couldn't help but feel while I was watching it, like if I want to see, uh, a, you know, a, a pretty good um, villain of genre exercise, I'll, I'll watch Blade Runner 2049 instead. Yeah, I got more into 2049 than I ever did with Dune. His Dune. Yes. At least Lynch's version for all its faults. And there are many. There are, but I, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I think I saw it, um, I, I probably saw it as a teenager is the last time I saw mm-hmm. it. But, I mean, you got Sting and the codpiece. <laughs> you got Brad Dourif sucking puss from boils. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. You've yes. got um, Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Being like a badass. Mm-hmm. I, it's, and you've got Kyle MacLachlan doing his Kyle MacLachlan thing. Yeah, doing, you got Kyle MacLachlan, Kyle MacLachlan before he ever, before that became a term that we even He MacLachlan all now. over the place, yeah. He did. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Like, I think dividing it into two parts did kind of make it like a cock tease. Yeah, you know, and and I, I, and I knew this was going to happen. I feel bad that I, I I started us down that sort of uh, of of that uh, that path of imagery, but you know, it's it it it's. Oh, what do you call a giant worm jutting out of the sand? <laughs> that gives you just the tip. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm watching it Thursday night. And I'm thinking, like, he's talking about how weird it is that he has these dreams as Zendaya. Uh-huh. Um, like, and I'm thinking, what is so unusual about a man Timothy Chalamet's age dreaming as Zendaya? She's an attractive woman. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was a bad, it was a bad joke, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's age appropriate for them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's unusual about any kid dreaming about you know someone who's yeah. I mean, it is it is something that would be kind of odd if you then you know if you'd never met them before and then met them in real life. That's true. Be like, Whoa, I had a, a certain kind of dream about you. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> and I, I just 
I, I know it was supposed to be emotional when like Duncan Idaho bites it, and I'm not like. No, so like was, the, hard, what, is it possible? It's not possible that I'm the only person who expected him to say "my man." <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I'm sorry, that guy just doesn't have a ton of range. He's just <laughs> like, oh, it's Aquaman. <laughs> I, nothing about nothing about his or Batista's performance makes me want to watch that Apple show that they're both in. Yeah, that uh, is, I, I didn't think about that, but the, they are both in that as well. Yeah. Um, I think those two are like buddies now. Like they just. I like Batista. He's, I know, do too. He's of all the. Um, MMA turned film stars? Well, no, he's not MMA. He's he WWE. Oh, was he? See, yeah. I, you know, I'm out of my element there. I mean, him and I'm a real Cena. Guy in that situation. Him and Cena turned out to be. And, and The Rock, for that matter, turned out to be. I mean, The Rock's plays one character every time but he does it so well, well it's charming yeah yeah I, I i he can run that for days mm-hmm. um i like cena at least has some range like yeah we've talked about him a little bit here and there i yeah. i have you know i haven't seen him in anything that i was totally blown away by him but i mean i i liked him well enough in in the suicide squad and he's a bumblebee and uh, uh yeah have you yeah. watched um, there's this wedding movie that he's in on Hulu that's actually he's the best part of the movie. Oh, the, it, it looks like a vacation friends. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, that one's okay. Um, anyway, but um, yeah, I I just was hoping the th- problem with both movies and I, with both Lynch Lynch's movie and Villeneuve's is that there isn't. There's not a whole lot of character going on. There wasn't enough to give me, like, make me give a shit about Paul. And I, I, so I think that's the thing. I'm not going to remember any of the characters' names, um, but the because I just I found myself not not caring enough. So I, I it, the you know it didn't I didn't feel enough connection. And, and these are these are good actors. I didn't feel any sort of real connection though between. Um, Chalamet and Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't feel like there was a strong. There, it didn't feel like there was as strong a father son bond as there was intimated. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's like you know I I usually like Oscar Isaac's performances, but here I'm like, you know, you're not selling it to me that you're proud of your son. It's it just mm-hmm. seems like you know running through. And, you're just running lines against a green yeah. screen. Yeah. Um, it's, um, I guess, if you had to compare it to something, it'd probably be Fan Menace. What, so what I don't get is how something that Without feels, the racism. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, what I don't get, though, is, is how something that feels like it was so drawn out um, could also feel like it rushed uh, the buildup, you know? Mm. Um. Like it, See, this it, isn't even the build. Like this is barely the buildup. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a preamble. It's uh mm. it's it's the it's the uh, the introductory chapter. It's basically mm. what's supposed to set things set the stage for what comes next. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, in in this sort of multi platform world that we live in now, I don't understand why this couldn't have been like a, a like a mini series and then maybe release 
Dune 2. Well, whatever. there is a mini. There is a Dune miniseries. They made a miniseries like 20 years ago. No, no, no. I mean, like, the, to approach this, because I, I, if, if I had actually, and I saw this on HBO Max, and I keep coming across these articles that say, well, you're not gonna, you're not getting the full effect if you don't see it on a huge screen, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I, I understand that to a degree. What I was hoping was that I would watch it on HBO Max and be like, I gotta go see this on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And I watched it on HBO Max, and I was like, meh. I'm kind of glad I got to watch it as part of my just regular subscription. Yeah, me too. Everything I've watched with the exception of Suicide Squad on HBO Max, like Mm -hmm. of their day and date releases, Mm -hmm. I have not been blown away by. And I've seen pretty much everything since June or July, which means I've seen Space Jam, which means I've seen seen Malignant um, and thought that was just bizarre. Um, which means I've seen Cry Macho. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was that was awful. It wasn't as bad as you made it out to be, but it was really? bad. <laughs> I, I was that was something where I was just I. I, I it's definitely an odd bird, <laughs> an odd rooster to say the least. It's just I don't know why I don't know why Clint Eastwood would put himself through that. I think because he owed Ruddy a favor. <laughs> I think that he could have gotten away with... I, I think it might have been better, though, if he had had somebody else play his part. It was painful watching him. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, I, I would have liked it a lot more if it were um, anyone else. Yeah. So, but... Um, so, like I said, there, there wasn't anything in particular that I didn't like about it. There mm-hmm. was just nothing that I really felt i didn't feel any one way or the other it was a it was a very uh it it was a really nice looking meh yeah it's i think as i think about now it's the it's our equivalent of fam ass it's like this is okay i guess Mm -hmm. i guess i'll see the second one if it comes out maybe you know if they do the same thing and it's on hbo max but Mm -hmm. I, i i fought very hard to you know i was like I don't want to be that guy that just turns it off partway through and doesn't finish it. Like maybe it gets better. Maybe there's something that's gonna that's gonna blow me away, and it just never happened. And at the end of it, I was like, well, I guess there were potentially worse things I could have watched on a Friday night. Yeah, I I just watched it Thursday night. I was like so excited, and then every take that I read that sets mildly disappointing was right and it just frustrates me when that happens well you know i see this it's it's letterbox scores and it's holding in at a pretty solid like four stars you know and all these people are giving it higher ratings and i'm like is there something that i missed because i you know it, it's not like it does nothing to imp- like it never it does not improve on lynches at all to me I'm starting to wonder because I've always thought of myself as a pretty intelligent connoisseur of, of film. I'm not, you know. Occasionally you are. Uh, occasionally, <laughs> thanks. But like, I, I watched, I watched Dune on Friday. I watched. What did I watch? Um. I watched Dune on Friday, and I watched Zootopia last night. I'm like. Zootopia. I love Zootopia. Zootopia fucking rules. Zootopia is the shit, isn't it? <laughs> it's dope. <laughs> <laughs> this is a delightful film. Isn't it? <laughs> I love that movie. And I think on Thursday I didn't watch uh, I didn't watch Dune, but I watched The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. And mm. that's that's a film. That movie's a mess, but it's a great mess. It's yeah. You know, I think I put off I, it was something that 
you know, I like Gilliam's films. I know that he very frequently can't seem to land the plane, um, as it were. <laughs> you know, there's a, it's a lot of concept that's interesting, but his his solid um, his, his really like solid through all the way through films are pretty few and far between. Oh yeah, um, he isn't made like a winner since Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, and that's because someone else wrote the script on that one. But I, I really liked this, and I thought I, I, I put it off for a long time because I thought it was going to feel salvaged at best. But I thought the way they handled, um, you know, the the different actors portraying the Heath Ledger character uh, in the in the Imaginarium mm-hmm. um, was pretty solid. Yeah, it was uh, brilliant actually. I, if you yeah, think about it, it, it was. And I, 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 I liked the visuals. I liked. I thought. You know, I thought Satan was like the part that Tom Waits was born to play, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was it was fun to see him, you know, chewing scenery with uh, with Christopher Plummer. You yeah, know? Um, it, it was it was great, but it's it's interesting to me, and neither you know, I, I don't know. I'm sure Zootopia was pretty expensive, but you know, I I didn't feel. I, both of the, I want the, to know what prompted you to pick Zootopia. Uh, I hadn't seen it, and um, you know, I, I I will occasionally just hear on you know some podcast I'm listening to or other, it'll come up as being like a, a, a film that they enjoyed watching. Like I haven't watched that yet. Maybe I should just go ahead and watch it. It's pretty heavy for a kids' movie, though, isn't it? I uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember watching it with my kids. I think. Back it was three or four at the time, and just a lot of the um, message of that movie went way over his head. Yeah, you know, I, I, but I think that that's that's something where where I I, I think there's an argument to be made for um, for why I I watch uh, animated films as an adult because. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I also ha- having gone through the the Brad Bird um, over recently. Um, I, I saw Impossibles two for the first time. Yeah, um, and I loved it. It's so good. It is. It's fantastic. Uh, Catherine Keener is delightful in it. You know, mm-hmm. it's and, and you, you know I can't get enough Holly Hunter. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> which too is heady and also mildly ironic. Yeah, um, considering that. The- <laughs> They're talking about, you know, thinking on your own and getting out of the corporate bubble. Right. This movie is being released by the corporation that owns it's, it's everything. It's the, the, the most corporate corporation that ever, ever corporated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, there's, there's those things. Um, and to, to, to revisit some of those things, too, because, you know, it... I remember this has been a while, but it was as an adult watching the the Brave Little Toaster. Oh my god! Um, and and being like, wow, I, there's so much of this that I missed as a kid. This is actually like pretty depressing stuff. Uh, Brave Little Toaster is a oh my god! I haven't watched that like in years. I just remember being so sad. It's a really dark movie. The A's were just dark as fuck for Disney, weren't they? Well, and between and, Black Cauldron, <laughs> Brave Little Toaster, Return to Oz, yeah. And the horror movies they released, and, and I'll tell you what too. There's it. It definitely, it's it's the it's the pre Toy Story Toy Toy Story. Too, oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, um but we were talking about Doom. Well, no. Well, I'm glad <laughs> that you brought else. up 
I'm glad that you brought up Incredibles um, 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 uh, 2 because um, I can, like, they steal so much from the Bond movies, especially the finale. It's right out of Thunderball. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which leads us to what we're really here to talk bum, about. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> which bum, is bum, No bum, Time bum, to bum. Die. <laughs> yeah. Which. I mean, to kind of segue into what we were talking about earlier with Dune, having now seen No Time to Die twice. You did? You went and saw it a second time? Yeah, I went to go see it uh, Monday, like in a theater with maybe 10 teenagers Mm. who were all socially distanced and um, and much less crowded than when when we went to see it in In IMAX. IMAX, Yeah. And um, I, the part, the parts where I'm supposed to be emotional in this movie, whether it be. And and you're talking no time to die now. Yeah. I'm talking no time to die now. So we're, we're, we're officially on bond 25, Mm -hmm. which, um, if you haven't stopped listening by now, like turn, turn off, like hit fucking pause. It, but yeah, it came out three weeks ago. Uh, so I think that, that at this point, yeah, but, but we're going to talk like, I still didn't get emotional when he bites it. Are you serious? That yeah, got me both times. It, both times I watched it, it it was I, it, uh, it 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 threw me. It, and I'll I'll tell you why. Okay, and it's kind of like the long. It's kind of the reason along the lines of Dune is that I didn't feel any chemistry between him. And Leia Sedu, Leia Sedu, like mainly because like the first half of the movie, there was a little more chemistry between him and um, uh, what's what what I can't um, remember. Anna de Amaris, yes, um, who uh, I, who didn't even make a movie about her, man. Like she's was great. She was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I and of course there isn't like a whole lot of chemistry there because like. As soon as the relationship starts, like it blows up, mm-hmm. and he's still longing for, like, and he's still longing for um, Vesper. Like uh, he is in a way, but it it feels like he's really, I don't know. When he tell when he goes to the grave and and says that he misses her, you know, um, I I don't know. I guess I it felt like he for once was on equal footing with a romantic partner though. Yeah. And what bummed me out about this movie so, uh, more than anything. Okay. And I'll just, I mean, just get out you, there. You, you do your thing and I'll, I'll yeah. throw down what I think. Like, because like I, th- I knew like from the theme music, from the Henson Hans Zimmer score that, this is going to be this is going to be the on her Majesty's secret service, which yeah. we've discussed many times. It's one of the best Bond films of all time. Yeah, if not the best, it's right. definitely the one that I I'm the one who gets teared up every moment, every time I watch, it, especially him because they killed like he had for five minutes he was married and then yeah he took it away from him right, and that's kind of what they did here, and I thought. This is like gonna be like I like I I thought this should have like hit me right in my 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 heart mm-hmm. you know and it didn't um, even though they pulled a reverse Lazenby yeah so and I think a lot of it had to do like 
the second time still I'm I'm not feeling like those two had like any chemistry and they never had time to build it because as soon as they run away in the sunset mm-hmm. inspector they come back and Blofeld author some you know writes an epilogue on that pain book he's been writing for bond right and then for the first hour of the movie <laughs> and then the hour that receives the half an hour intro <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's not even in it he's just still angry i felt more chemistry between him and lashana lynch mm um, than I did between him and Leah Sadu, like Leah, like sight, whatever. Well, okay, but I mean, go ahead. You, you've so got, you've got a lot to say. Um, I'll tell you what their their relationship really his the the Craig Sadu relationship actually really connected with me, and I'll tell you why. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I was an MI6 agent. Oh, and, okay. Um, I, I I was double O two, um, and and I, I I had a a, a sort of uh, uh, you know a, a relationship with a, a psychoanalyst with a dark past. Um, so this really, this really hit home for me. I gotta say, double O two is an appropriate code number for you because because <laughs> it's full of shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's immediately what I thought. So. <laughs> Um, but um, but continue. I want to hear more all, about your secret past. All joking aside, it's like to me that did capture. I think it captured very well the sort of guardedness that two people who have um, completely dysfunctional uh, emotional cores uh, that that want you know that that feel like they are that they are are are. Uh, in love with each other, that they're good together, et cetera, et cetera. There's a fundamental distrust of each other still. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I, I feel like that that was captured when it's when it's Bond walking out to the to uh, onto the beach as um, as he can see that uh, that that the Leia Sedu character has has had a, a moment uh, while she was out swimming, mm-hmm. and he knows that she's not telling him everything. Um, to you know the point where uh, where sh- where she also knows that 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 uh, Craig hasn't completely let go or worked through his shit with uh, with Vesper, and and then you know the the that he he can't he's had to spend so much of his life distrusting everybody that he can't believe her when she says she had nothing to do with setting him up, um, and and has to. Uh, and he'd rather, essentially, he'd rather put her on a train and completely uh, emotionally isolate himself, um, you know, to the to the point of, of of watching her just like ride out of his life, mm-hmm. and um, and then go retire on a beach in Jamaica, which you know, nice work if you can get it. Um, I want that house. <laughs> so great, yeah, um, and. Uh, you know that he would. I. I, I don't know. I, I just as somebody who has spent a lot of their time uh, preferring to um, 
sort of seal themselves off and not deal with a situation than actually face it head on and, and be mm-hmm. kind of vulnerable. Um, it, it uh, got to me. And then he feels, you know, when they come back together, there's this, there's you know, this kind of, um, even though they 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 fall back into it there's still this guardedness from both of them and the the sort of impetus for his emotional sort of awakening if you will of finding out that he's a father even though she denies it he knows it mm-hmm. uh and that you get to the end of all of this and he's 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 done everything he can to to you know make to get them out of there and make them safe and he is so close to, for the first time in his life, being able to, um, to potentially have a normal life. A normal life, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I guess that wasn't what I was wanting to call it, but to be able to settle down and, you mm-hmm. know, have something sort of pure for once. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it gets taken away from him. Yeah. Well, I. That so there's a part there's a part in the movie I'm just saying that works for me. Yeah. Well there's a part in the movie where I felt something where he they're in the um they're doing their Silence of the Lambs homage. And <laughs> they're slowly wheeling out Blofeld. Wheeling out Blofeld and like he and What's in the box? Oh it's Blofeld. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. Um, anyway, um, and he knows something's up. Like he knows it. He like it's like on the beach. Mm-hmm. He knows something's up with her. He decides. Um, he he knows that he does, she doesn't want to be there, and uh, despite whatever bullshit chip on his shoulder stuff he's got going on says you you better go and i'll handle this on my own and um deal with my fuckwad brother <laughs> right um and i i felt something there like he's like i still care and that he knew where home was um for her and you know still care you know i i that i dug um but i'm so wrapped up in like the whole is he or isn't he the father type thing and there's so much shit distracting me from like this relationship like just as soon as like like as soon as like the relationship is starting to rebuild there comes um dude from game night yeah <laughs> um coming in to like fuck things up yeah um so um and I wish they would have had, I could have done maybe with five minutes less of a Land Rover chase. That I loved that though. The whole, like the, 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 everything in the fog and mm-hmm. the, uh, yeah. I could have done like, they could have like, or they could have um, cut a little bit of Felix's monologue as he's about to die. Um, Anything could have just been something could have been trimmed, so I could have gotten five more minutes of them learning to be a couple again. Um, 
I, I well, I, I don't know if it would have helped. I, I, I don't think that you could. For me, anyway. Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess I kind of see what you're saying, but I, I didn't have, I didn't have a problem with that. Uh, I, I think for me that this film is actually the second best Craig Bond. Well, yeah. Um, okay. For me, it sits solidly behind. It just, it just edges Skyfall out and sits solidly behind um, uh, Casino Royale. Oh, it's no qualm of solace, um, as in it's not the last for me. <laughs> I um, well, I'll, I'll tell you well, why. Because uh, there was no point at which I felt that this film dragged. Mm-hmm. Oh and, no, it never did. And it, it, Skyfall for me, I feel like it drags every time I watch it. Like mm-hmm. there are parts of it that are fantastic. I, it's my it's my third favorite Craig Bond. Uh, but it, it, uh, there, you know, this never lost my attention. I'll tell you, like, I'll tell you what it need, what this movie needed, I guess, to cement that relationship. I don't want, I kind of want to move on after this because I I could tell you anything that could make this movie better. And mind you, I didn't hate it. I gave it four stars, like on a letterbox. Mm -hmm. It's, it's great. But. They need. I'm just. I, I'm just trying to figure out why I'm right and you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and that, my friends, is the invisible finger. <laughs> a special feature here on Mal Plapas, where I told Jared on sign language just, to fuck to off. sit on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, sign a potty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and. The part that I love most about Casino Royale, and there's a lot to love about that movie. That's because it's the Citizen Kane of films. It's true. <laughs> um, it, it it's that's my that may be the favorite my favorite thing that Matt Gorley's ever written. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the films. Citizen Kane of films. <laughs> um, it's um, the part that I remember most is when the Africans come when he when Craig. Bond beats the shower of the Africans um, and he climbs up the stairs and he finds Vesper in the shower mm-hmm. and he just sits there with her mm. and washes the hands. Yeah. Like it's a two minute moment, but it's the moment. It's quite a moment. It's quite a moment. That's the, that is my favorite freaking part That's of the movie. That's a sexy, sexy moment. There's no sex involved in it, but it's one of the sexiest Bond moments of all time. No only is it sexy. Like it's tender. It's emotional. There's it's a lot intimate. said with it. Yeah. It's incredibly intimate. Mm hmm. And I didn't have well, the idea of that being that he's cleaning the the imaginary blood off her fingers, mm-hmm. like, and she's <laughs> I mean, like, "Come on, that is intense shit." Yeah, and like he knows, like, and that's when she, knowing what we know now about her, mm-hmm. like, that's when I was like going, "What the fuck did I get myself into?" Moment. Yeah, um, it's also like, uh, like, how does he live like this moment? Like, how does he, as in Bond, lives like this moment? And it's Bond being like, I'm sorry things are like this. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's just so much, there's so much said in that scene without saying anything. And I wish there was something like that other than that. I mean, the closest moment you get in No Time to Die mm-hmm. is when he peels an apple. <laughs> yeah. For her for, daughter. For his daughter, yeah. 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 Or is it? Or is it, yes. Yeah. But, but he gets to die thinking that it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it's not, and I, I fully believe that it is. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, that, you know, 
mm-hmm. as, the, as the explosion engulfs him that he, yeah, oh, man, even thinking about it right now, it gets me choked up just a little bit. Well, let's talk about that moment some more because now I've seen it twice. Well, I'll, I'll, so I'll say also that the only thing that might have benefited this film was even more Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> I was thinking about this a little bit. And I, so I spent, like, after I watched it again on Monday, um, I went and saw why people hate it so much. Because people hate this movie. I don't hate it. I'm not, I guess I haven't, I haven't gone looking for, once I decided I loved it, I was done. Yeah, well, it's not like anybody was going to change, like, it's not like these trolls are going to, like, fucking ruin my opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen it twice. It's still pretty cemented that I do like this movie. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably rate it. Maybe it's tied for a second with Spectre for me. Probably a little higher than Spectre because at least there's a sense of urgency. You mean tied for third? Tied for second? Oh, really? Because you so you you had gone Casino Royale then Spectre. Yeah, I. You like Spectre over over Skyfall? Yes, because Skyfall drags ass. Because it does, Skyfall, but I think it's overall the better film than Spectre. I mean, it's compulsively watchable, but when you realize how much Purvis and Wade recycled the best bits from the Brosnan era that they wrote, mm. yeah, and how pointless of a like, and how much but they under. So you're gonna get Albert Finney saying, "Welcome to Scotland." Yeah. <laughs> Not only, and yeah, <laughs> welcome to Scotland. Yeah. And not only that, like the whole Home Alone bullshit that happens at the end. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that part. Like, like, like you're all like, it's a bunch of little, Kelvin, you know, old, waiting to get for Javier, waiting for Javier Bardem to get hit in the head with an iron. Yeah. Like, really? Like, that was your plan was to like get him with a blowtorch? Yeah. And me put a tarantula on his face? <laughs> <laughs> See now I'm really taken with the idea of 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 Daniel Craig and Judy Dench and Albert Finney, three of the finest British thespians, doing a full on home alone against Javier Bardem. <laughs> I know. It's brilliant. <laughs> Think about it. Mm-hmm. So um it's it's gold. It's I, I kinda wanna resuscitate to John Hughes's Javier head. Javier Bardem saying he's the wet bandit. Yeah. <laughs> All this running around, it's so exhausting. (laughs) All these paint cans flying around. (laughs) Yes. Um, Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why him dying kind of didn't hit me probably the way it should. A, because the... Um, him like well for one that's the reason why people hate it is because he died it's because he's, he he's the first Bond to die he's the first Bond to die like how can you kill James Bond He's that's the reason why I watch him is because he doesn't die I'm like who gives a shit but also I don't know how you can look at the Craig years and think of it ending any other way right because his is obviously the darkest of the Bond films you know the Bond film run since the Timothy Dalton well, it's all been like, well, this whole Craig thing is about chasing some sort of like trend. Right. 
the first one is like his Batman Begins movie. His sure, yeah. And Quama Solace is his Born movie because of the editing. Mm. Skyfall is like the Avengers comic book movie too. That's why they recycle every fucking plot from Dark Knight <laughs> and Avengers to a degree. Um, Spectre again too is like his uh, another like Nolan type thing. Like it's his incept it's their inception, I guess. Or and then as we discussed, like after they went, they jumped from DC to Marvel, and essentially what he did is he put on the Infinity Gauntlet and snapped his fingers. Oh, you're saying that he he Iron Maned it. He Iron Maned it. He he totally Starked it. He Starked it. <laughs> So, like, uh, and, he, and I think it's getting, whereas it was cool when I Well, okay, and so I guess if I'm to compare the two, I was much more affected by uh, by Robert Downey Jr. doing it mm-hmm. than Daniel Craig. Which is funny because we've been, we've had Craig even longer than we have had Tony Stark. That's true. Well, because when did Iron Man come out? Oh, eight. I thought it was oh, eight. So we had, essentially, we had 10 years of of, uh, of of Downey versus, what, about 15 of Craig? Yeah. It would have been 14 had not been for COVID. But, we, you know, as far as screen time goes, we've actually had less Craig as Bond because how many, how many, we got five, six? Yeah, three Iron Man movies. Four Avenger movies, yeah, and various it's, and Civil War, and mm-hmm. uh, he was. I think he was in both Spider. Well, he played a heavy part in the first Spider Man, mm-hmm. Far from Far from Home, right? And then oh, they're all far from something, right? Yeah. Well, they're all oh, got home in it. Yeah. So, um, Spider Homecoming was the first one, right? Yeah, and Homecoming, Far, from home, was far from home. So he was he was a big part of Homecoming. And then the new one is No Way Home, Mister. I don't watch the trailers. Yeah, I don't watch the trailers. Um, which, by the way, the only thing that really improved from IMAX to regular screen was the licorice pizza trailer. Yes, Fuck yeah. that looks so good. <laughs> so good. Maybe you don't know my girlfriend, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> Streisand. No, Streisand. <laughs> So good, yeah. I I want like I I kind of want to see if like that's thing that John Peters would actually do. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Um. But you all. That speaking of weights performances, by the way, oh it looks yeah, like another great. That Waits looks amazing. Where was where was I fucking going with this? You're saying the only thing improved. Oh, oh no, that like, was the trailer. So what were you saying before uh, that? Um, oh, so you were gonna? I think you were gonna say something about how I was right. No, no. Well, the other thing is like, even though Craig is dead, yes, and it should Long have hit, Craig, yeah, <laughs> and it should have like not Daniel Craig for real, but, of course, yes. Yeah. Um, James Bond is dead. Long live James Bond. Yes, but and James and that's Bond will return. That's the thing. Is like, it's not like the series is ending. Yeah. It's like someone's going to come back to take his place. Well, and, and so how, I mean, this is the first time you have a definitive end for any person portraying James Bond. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just, oh, there's a new James Bond. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's uh, like the mystery is like, who's the like, how are they going to explain? Like, are they going to explain this away? I think you just do a reboot. Yeah, you just are they just going to reboot it for every new actor now? Like, I mean, in a way, they kind of do because there's there you know there's I there's a distinction between all of the various Bond eras. It, it's just you know. It kind of, if you think about this, I'll throw this out there. If you think about it in light of of this being the first time that Bond has died at the end of their uh, franchise run, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a lot more satisfying than you just get a new person. Suddenly one person's gone, you get a new person. Also, there's, there's no way to... You, there, <laughs> I, I, there, it's never made sense. This that you can't. You, there's no linear sense to Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get you get uh, Sean Connery for a few films. Then you get Lazenby for one. Then suddenly Sean Connery's back, and then now you got Roger Moore. And then you know, then you've got your Dalton, and you've got your your Brosnan, and they just kind of run one into the other. Mm-hmm. But there's still like, there's still some continuity to it. Like, in, like, after Lazenby, mm-hmm. like, like, in the Connery's, the overarching thing is Blofeld. Right. And so, like, they all stand alone, but there's always Blofeld's, like, always after something. And they always reference, at least at some point in the movie, and even in the Moore years, they, the man was married, even in License to Kill. They reference, yeah. They reference Tracy's death. To, yeah, yeah. So, like, I, it's always like kind of hinted that they're like, it's the same dude, and uh, you know, you just go with it. Um, but where do you? So that's. But Brazen's a clearly a reboot. What would you? Yeah, I don't. the The more I think about it, the more I the the Brosnans are kind of the anomaly there at the end too, right before mm-hmm. pre Craig, right? Because you don't. Because first of all, there's there's a pretty significant break uh, between the final Dalton and then the first Brosnan. Yeah, thanks, lawsuit. Um, and the there are a couple of Brosnans that I really enjoy. I think Goldeneye is great. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you think Die Another Day is number one on your list? And I, you know, I'm I'm kind of Ice Palace camp for life. On that, you know, <laughs> um, I, you know, but I don't know. I, I I think overall the Brosnan is is the most bloated and disappointing. Oh yeah. Um, and which I think also reflects the the kind of cultural morass that we were that we were in. But wouldn't it be interesting if they just decided? It's enough Bond. Yeah. I would... I personally think that this is where they wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. If Broccoli and Molson and Michael G. Wilson said, I don't want to do cameos anymore. <laughs> Therefore, no cameos, no more Bond. No, which, uh, yeah, I'm trying for, I've been trying to figure out where his cameo is in this one, having seen it twice. Uh, you know what? I, I couldn't spot it. I've never really been great at spotting his cameos. I, I spot them um, 
Like, and t- Tomorrow Never Dies, it's obvious. And Casino Royale, it's obvious. Mm. Um, he's pretty... Uh, <laughs> he, he has, Casino Royale is pretty funny. Um, but um, I, um, I like the... I, the thing that I've liked most about the Craigs, and I think one of the Gorley or... Um, uh, Myra. 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 Yeah. Myra said something too about this too. The Mats. Is the Mats. Mm-hmm. I'm James Bonding. Mm-hmm. Um, is I like the team. I like Mallory and Q. Yeah. And Money Penny. Mm-hmm. And I like the new member of the team, uh, 007. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. And I want to see that continue. If that's over, I'm bummed. It would be kind of cool to see that continue, but I also don't see, I don't know. I, I, I don't see how you can really properly reboot it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I also want to know, I, and I said this to you after we, after we went to see it, mm-hmm. what was so abhorrent about Boyle and Hodges' script that, they thought they couldn't use it. Especially if they were, if it turns out that theirs was the lighter of the two. Yeah. Like that were they all like, was killing bond always the plan? Like what was so bad about it? And I've heard that they wanted to make like a more movie. Right. And which is funny because that's all I've heard. Like all the naysayers about uh this movie are like, when they aren't talking about like how fucking woke this movie is and how Uh they've ruined the character, like how, Cancer culture have ruined the literary, you know, literature's best spy. Uh, People just need to fucking get over it. And how James Bond never dies, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, which is all bullshit. Um, yes, but I, um, I think this is the moriest of the Craigs. Oh, for sure, and that's like the been the big complaint. And I think that's the Phoebe Waller Bridge con- con- uh, contribution, and I think. That that's my favorite part of it, mm-hmm. and I was I was thinking about the second time. Like, does does her contributions, which are welcome and also obvious, yeah, do they differ from like the John, like the Logan scripts and the Purvis and Wade scripts? And like, does it make him seem? He does seem more talkative in these ones. Like it's all of a sudden. It did seem like all of a sudden, Craig developed wit. Um, it well, and it was nice to see. It was not. It was great to see him sparring with Mallory and and saying, mm-hmm. "That's definitely the desk. Um, yeah. <laughs> the desk is definitely the same size." Um, yeah. Well, that. I mean, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a great you know way repartee. But at the it, same time, I'm like, this would never happen. In any of the previous movies, he went. Um, he would sit there. He would l- let Mallory or Judy Dench bitch at him mm-hmm. for about five ten minutes. Listen to them talk about how he's a blunt instrument and he, you know, needs to sure. And he wouldn't talk back, or he'd just leave like with a snide. Well, but think about it from from the perspective of he's essentially retired. Mm-hmm. He's he doesn't have to toe the company line anymore. It's also like he's obviously spent several years in the Jamaican Sun. Yeah, and also he's like, 
this is your fault, you fucker. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, you developed a secret nanobot plan. Well, I I think that his that his interactions with people in this film are a direct result of the heartbreak that he felt uh, putting. Um, I'm going to get her name now because I have this up. Uh, Madeline's. Yeah. Uh, Madeline's one. So you're saying right. that Madeline I, I think loosened that him up? I, well, help I th- find a sense of humor. I think that, that he, that, that this is James Bond with absolutely no shits to give. Yeah. Because he's got no time to die. Right. Unless it's the end of the movie. Until, until that literally there's, um, there's no time to live. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, but that's, just, I, I guess at the end of the day, knowing his death is like a Marvel movie, it's not going to be permanent. The character is not dead. Mm-hmm. Had the character died, had I known like this is going to be it, had they not put the thing at the end, mm-hmm. which we all waited for in yes. the movie theater, yes, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah, I think that's why it's not hitting me. It's like. They're gonna bring somebody back, and I'm gonna love it. Whatever they do, whatever Bond twenty six is, maybe I like. Like I said, it, it might be time for for some of these these characters to go or to like fundamentally rethink them because mm-hmm. you know it's it's the same growing pains that Marvel is having right now is how to break out of the the um, you know tradition of misogyny mm-hmm. uh, and. And to be perfectly honest, you know, Bond is, it, Bond is the is the 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 primary offender of that. You know, yeah. I mean, is the longest running offender of that. Let's say, and the Craig years have been an improvement, mm-hmm. but it by no means does it manage to completely, um, you know, reinvent itself. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, whatever they do, I think I'm for. Like the things that have changed in the Craig area era, I I'm for. I've I, I enjoyed the movie. It didn't um, things that have been that happened in this movie. The fact that for five minutes he's happy, mm-hmm. he has a wife, he mm-hmm. has a kid, and hopefully, it's- or. Or he has, you know, he has, he's had a glimpse at domestic life and all he has to do is blow up Mr. Robot. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, he honestly, Rami Malek is my least favorite part of the film. He, he's really, he, he didn't, he sure shit didn't dial in the performance, but it's like out from like, he's in, he's not acting with this, with anyone else in this movie. No. He, it's like they. He's like Orson Welles and Pierce Sellers in the 67 Casino Royale. Uh, yeah. They're filming the scene separate. Yeah. I mean, I see them together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I really liked this movie quite a bit. It's, you know, it's, um, it, it's I, I, I think that that is another reason, that's another good way for me to, to, to kind of, I guess, express why I felt that I felt affected by that the death scene is that he finally has something to live for that is not he actually finally has a reason to live. If you look at if you look at the 
basically between Vesper and Madeline. And his shady childhood. Yeah. It's, there's, it, this is the closest you get to a Bond that's just a total nihilist. You mm-hmm. know, he believes in nothing. He's just doing the job at this point. Um, and, you know, now he has something that makes him kind of question uh, what he's been doing for this long or, or his motivations for so long. You know, I think you see it uh, initially when he, he, um, he, uh, has you know where the, his his true romantic partner dies, Felix Leiter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna, only kind of mildly. You were going to smoke that. that cigar, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you're both literally going to smoke this cigar, <laughs> and maybe <laughs> cigars with benefits. <laughs> um. But no, not not not. To, I want to walk that back a little bit because it is. It, it's you know. It, it's also that it's it's interesting because there's been a connection with him and Felix, but they really dial it up there, and I think that that um, that Jeffrey Wright sold it particularly well. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing. <laughs> Like, what do you want to see in the next in Bond twenty six if they make one, which they are. Especially if this one makes a gazillion dollars, which it's going to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it would be nice. It would be nice if they would, you know, go ahead and and not do uh, uh, another male Bond. I, I don't think they can get around it. I think the public outcry would be too great. Um, but so I, you want to see a woman bond? I, it would be nice, you know. Yep. I, I I think it would be I think it would be good. Yep. Um, I I realize I'm going to get into some trouble on this, but that's the only reason why I don't want to see that is because it doesn't seem like that's the character. Like I and plus, like it's like Craig said, like that would be it would almost women deserve more than just inheriting this role yes. with so much baggage in it. Yeah. Um, which is why, which is why I'm actually, you know, floating that out there. Of uh, I would be fine if this was the last one. Yeah, I would be fine with it too. I think I would be fine with it. Then I. It would be interesting if, if instead of of continuing the James Bond mythos, though, if they would just maybe make it about the position, about the double O's, you know, mm-hmm. about having it be a 007 movie. If it, it and it doesn't necessarily have to be a James Bond. I would watch if they decided they're going to just do a spinoff mm-hmm. and they're going to do one on Nomi, who's the Lashana Lynch character. Mm-hmm. I would watch the show that. Yeah, it's great. I think, but I, I, I not to go too long on this. But like they, they've been making female 007 movies. They just don't call it. Are female Bond movies. You just don't call them James Bond movies. They call them Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. They um, they call them these other... Uh, Haywire. Uh, the, Haywire. Yeah. They call them... Um, they, there's this new one coming out with Jessica Chastain and Pen- Penelope Cruz mm-hmm. um, that looks pretty badass. Well, I mean, I think that the... The 355, the, I think it's called. I, the... I, I think... One of the things that I like about 
the James Bond franchise, though, is it also its inherent Britishness. Oh yeah. And I, if you that, I think that that's the only way that you could get away from it being a male centric film, is if you if you take the James Bond of it out of it and just and just concentrate on the 007 of it. Mm-hmm. So when they say that James Bond is going to return, I, I like in what form, I guess, and I. It's going to be a cyborg. It's actually going to be a cyborg voiced by Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, he's brought back to life. Yeah. Uh, his brain is inside uh, a robot, mm-hmm. and uh, and he 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 goes out seeking revenge. I yeah, I, that seems that seems legit. I like that. No, <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> but I I don't know. I'm okay with the ending here. I I I wouldn't want like. Unless they're not going to get, for one, they're not going to get these names that they keep that keep floating in the press. They're not going to get Tom Hardy. He's too big now. He's, I also think he's too old at this point. Yeah, I and mean, how old was Craig when he started? Like forties. Yeah, I mean, I, like thirties. He's definitely he was definitely shown his age, but here at the end, mm-hmm. I mean, not in a Roger Moore way because obviously Daniel Craig takes better care of himself than Roger Moore. Oh yeah, but uh, Roger Moore did. R.I.P. Roger Moore. But um, we love you, Raj, <laughs> Sir Roger. Yeah, Sir Roger. Uh, but I, I think that you need, especially because they take so long in between films, and because. Uh, I, I I don't know. Maybe maybe they could even get away with 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 James Bond the Academy years. Yeah, or James Bond Junior. Sure, <laughs> it's already been done, sir. And, and brilliantly, I might. <laughs> <laughs> um, I because I don't want another thing. Is I don't want Tom Hardy. He's too big now. I'm just gonna think Tom Hardy is just. You know, yeah. I mean, that was you did Same have the, the benefit of. I mean, because what had what had Craig done prior to Bond, where you where he was really a household name? You know, like Layer Cake is like the biggest thing he did. Well, and point. everything that I've you know listened to recently says you know that it, that's essentially what made what convinced people that he was the next. Mm-hmm. Um, like I remember him in Road to Perdition because mm-hmm. he was like one of the best parts. He's a movie. he's a good actor, and he had some solid films prior to this. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, his his part in in Munich is interesting. Um, oh, yeah, you know, he'd had what was it, Defiance or something? Defiance, um, I think Defiance. Yeah, Defiance is good. And you know, so, but he had not he had not been like a blockbuster name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that you that to your point, yes, uh, that it needs to be somebody who was similarly like maybe we've seen but wouldn't expect in that kind of role, yeah. and it's not that kind of name that carries um, a lot of expectations with it. Yeah, I think Henry Cavill, I wouldn't mind seeing as James Bond, eh. but he's too big too. He, yeah, he's he's Superman and has not been a great Superman at that. Um, no, but he was a badass at Mission Impossible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doing the cocking the guns. <laughs> By guns, I mean his arms and like destroying a bathroom. <laughs> My God, he's so good in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of who I've seen lately who would be. I, you know, I don't know. It it might also be. 
do, do you continue down that route and get another like dark bond or is it time for a break? Do we get a lighter bond? Yeah. I think that's what's going to happen too. Like it's what tone are they going to take? What trend are they going to follow? Uh, yeah. Because the, 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 um, the, the Craig years are definitely noted for being dark. Mm-hmm. Like what the world's kind of happy. Now we got rooms. <laughs> I'm to a degree. They're, they're, you know what? I've heard they're going to get Jason Sudeikis. Um, it's going to be Jason Sudeikis <laughs> <as> 007. <laughs> the name's Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. <laughs> it's going to be the most, uh, the most, you know, positive energy James Bond of all time. Yeah. So, and then when he's when he's in, like in the bad guy, he's fighting Blofeld, he gets a panic attack. Yeah. <laughs> 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 or uh, or. Someone tears up his like uh, daily affirmation cards, and he has to go against Nate or something. Or... I, yes. <laughs> I, you know, that's it's it's Nate is ter- is uh, shaking out to be like uh, quite the uh, the supervillain. <laughs> yeah, like, well, someone they've been re- they've been in a few reacts of like trailers, like horror movie trailers <laughs> of Nate of 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 um. Yeah, of like Ted Lasso and Brett Goldstein, who um, you know plays um, Roy Kent. Roy Kent, yeah, uh, has been retweeting them because you know he isn't doing any work right now. <laughs> um, Apparently, he's he's got another show going with uh, with Jason Segel and and Bill Lawrence. Yeah, I, I apparently like he. Um. Apparently, he does. Like, and he's got a podcast. And yeah, have you listened to his podcast? I've yet? not listened to his podcast. Nah, I to it either. It's another I, film podcast. I don't want to listen to him growling like this. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I, but um, no, I, I I joke, but um, I, I, I can I got a little too much shit to listen. To. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's no secret I only listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh. I don't know what I, but I, I would, we were watching the first two episodes of season one of Ted Lasso mm-hmm. and everyone looks like babies. Like, and the it show's like, like a year old. Yeah. It's not the, it's not that old. It's interesting how, well, I mean the, the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's so timid. <laughs> we're, we're, we're going off again. Let's, let's rein it back in and, and wrap up with our, yeah. with our recommendations. Yeah. You're, you're ready. So you go first. So, um, I'm going to recommend and, uh, and I've recommended this to you already. Uh, I'm going to recommend that everyone watch the velvet underground documentary on Apple TV plus. Gotcha. I still need to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Okay, good. Then you weren't going to take my. I thought I you was would. not going to take your recommendation. No. Oh, good. Because, um, dude, like, for one, it's nice to hear Lou Reed's voice again. You just have um, to put on the records. Oh, that's true. But like, hear him talk, and but I didn't realize that Jonathan Richmond was being personally tutored. By Sterling Morrison for a while. You didn't know that? I had no idea. Like I knew he was a Velvet fan. Yeah. Slept on their couch for a while. Yeah. I didn't realize like it was to that degree. Mm. So to hear him geek out to see him mm-hmm. geek out like like a schoolboy mm-hmm. about the first time he hears I'm waiting for the man. Mm. 
is just a delight, which is, and it's, it's the antithesis of what the rest of the film is too, because you hear John Cale just droning on and on about droning, (laughs) (laughs) Um, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it's nice to hear Mo Tucker talk about how much she hates hippies. (laughs) Um, she's a piece of work she, reading on, on up on her. She was kind of, well, I, I don't know about her political beliefs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. And to be perfectly honest, I don't care, but it's like, it's just being like her, her qualm against hippies is you can't put a flower in your hair and fix the world. You have to do something about it. Like, sure. That's yeah. what they were against. Like, uh, that's why she didn't necessarily care for the hippies. And it's nice to hear. It's, it's nice to see Kale talk about it and like all, all these people who were inspired by it. But it's like no documentary, I've, music documentary I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's definitely they definitely focus uh, more on the factory, you know, how building the first album, mm-hmm. um, and what Lou was about, what Lou was trying to do. It's it's definitely an odd bird, but it's an interesting bird. Do you like it better than the Sparks Brothers? No, Sparks Brothers is. I mean, Sparks Brothers is like a gift, mm-hmm. and this is like to the band. The Velvet Underground is neither a gift to the band, nor will I think it'll. I think it will illuminate some of what makes the Velvet Ground interesting, mm-hmm. and it's. I I, don't, I can't place it. it's just it's just like this arty beautiful thing about a band like and Todd Haynes like if you've seen Tom Haynes's movies mm-hmm. like Velvet Underground in particular or not Velvet, Velvet Goldmine Velvet Goldmine in particular yeah. like it's just like this interesting thing like he just lets people overlap in each other and talk and. Just you get to see this footage, like the scene happening before your eyes, because he uses a lot of old sixteen millimeter, eight millimeter stuff that was filmed in Warhol's factory, and you get to see how um, art becomes commercialized from, mm-hmm. from the ground up. That's why I kind of dug about like how we sell this, mm-hmm. like how we sell this thing that isn't sellable. Like and yeah, like, I mean and that's, and that's how Nico like that's how Nico came to be in the first album is like mm-hmm. well I don't want to listen to like this guy <laughs> like that's With why nasally voice the entire time yeah yeah uh, or you got to break it up some yeah and that's why Nico was wrong because she's a, a looker mm-hmm. and it is what helped sell like ten more copies of this fifty copy selling record that yeah. everyone loves. What is it? What is it that they say about like not, that there were like fifty people bought the first Velvet Underground record, but everybody who did, they all started a band. Yeah, that's what Eno says. Yeah, um, and I wish they'd. I don't, comparing it to the Sparks Brothers, which is out on DVD, and I highly recommend that everyone watches. You know, watches it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a little more in depth, um, and it's definitely this is how this band influenced everything. Mm-hmm. I think Velvet Underground is a little more reined in and a little more artistic and definitely a lot more weird. That's interesting. Well, that's interesting considering the male brothers, but, um, 
it's it, it's I think it's an interesting because it, it seems like kind of a trend of auteurs like dropping a, a essentially like a passion project. It's mm-hmm. just you know a, a, it's a documentary about something that they love, and it's I I, I it's hard to explain like what they're trying to, what Haynes is trying to do, and I you know. I, I don't know even know begin to where to explain it, but I just I know he loves that band. It, mm-hmm. He doesn't, and I mean, you're not going to get the reason. You're not going to get any answers of why stacked or squeeze the the seventy three album mm-hmm. exists. You're not gonna like the one that has neither John Cale nor nor, nor Lou, Reed. Lou Reed. It's it's yeah. only. Um, Sterling and no, and, it's not even Sterling. It's oh, just um, Mule, uh, Yule. Doug, Doug Yule. It's yeah. just Doug Yule. Um, but you get to see some reason why, like Doug Yule was brought in, and mm-hmm. like, but like, for me, he just went in with like no, like watched it with no expectations, just mm-hmm. wanting to see another Todd Haynes film because I, he's one of my favorite filmmakers. Like, it didn't teach me, I guess. Much like Sparks Brothers, I don't think it taught me a lot of new things about the band, but gave me a whole different way to appreciate them. Gotcha. And it does kind of show how Andy and the record label did try to sell them Mm -hmm. and failed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Miserably. And and with the exception of Loaded, which is like the most... Mm-hmm. pop album they did and that's because yeah. they dropped kale and right they brought a Yule. but um yeah that's that's my recommendation is I it also, on apple tv plus or is it on hulu it's on apple tv plus it was in theaters i think the week before okay the other thing i'm going to recommend just um just because i watched it last night on a whim i watched awakenings for the first time <laughs> uh, oh you'd never seen that one i had never seen it um it's very you know Penny Marshall type directed movie, you know. Sure. I, I I just freaking loved it. It's it's got great. I think it's got uh, good turns from Robin Williams and from De Niro. Yeah, it didn't, and like I thought it would, and I, I suspected. I, I kind of knew it wasn't going to, but it's very Penny Marshall. Like it's episodic, and yeah, like her and her brother, like have never met a montage they didn't like, <laughs> like. Do we need another one? Yeah, just throw in another one. <laughs> <laughs> but I was really, I was really moved by De Niro's performance, and it was so great to see him do something like that. And he, I mean, he still gets better when he's not doing the war with Grandpa or something. Mm-hmm. Like I'm with Marin, like Mark Marin, when he talks about like him acting in the Intern. Yeah. He does things in the Intern that he's ne- like he's never done he's so much gone better it's it's nice when he does you know i i think i felt that way about him in silver linings playbook too mm-hmm. you know um and where, then the irishman to a degree which i i still need to see the irishman oh, dude um, it's a sunday afternoon when you're done editing this thing just watch it uh maybe i've seen I, it twice it's, it's so many hours though i i'll tell you what, so i i'm actually kind of struggling as to what i'm going to recommend this week because um i I, you know, I've I've been watching a lot of stuff lately, but nothing new. I'm kind of in the middle of of three different books. 
Um, so I, I haven't finished anything recently. Um, and you know, I, I, so there were, um, like I watched, I watched body heat recently. How was that? I it's on my list. It's one I, you know, I've, I've seen it before and I loved it then. And I love it now. I, there's Mm -hmm. not, there's something about that era of thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially De Palma. Yeah. When well, he's that sleaziest. And this is, um, shit, this is Lawrence Kasdan. Oh, it's, oh that's right. Body it's a Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of my favorite Lawrence Kasdan films. But I was thinking about this. You know what? Fuck it. I'll recommend Body Heat. It's a 19... 19- Fuck yeah, dude. It's like a... I, I just recommended like- Awakenings, dude. <laughs> but you also recommended The Velvet Underground. Well, I, 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 that's, I was know. thinking you were going to take it. <laughs> um, I, I, because I, I've been... Like I said, I've been watching a lot of a lot of things that are... are you know, I, I watched... Um, Wait until dark. Also, oh, uh, that dude. one that one I hadn't seen before, but that was that was uh, fantastic. Alan Arkin in that movie. Oh man, Alan Arkin's wig in that movie. Oh my god, <laughs> I love that movie so I, much. I think that honestly, that uh, Alan Arkin's wig in that film uh, gets best supporting actor. <laughs> but uh, so. Yeah. Oh, Buddy's nineteen eighty one. So it's it's now thirty forty years old. It's forty. Yeah. It's about as old. It's a year older than I am. Uh, and so this was this was my my review on Letterbox. I, I think that this puts a, a pretty good um, a film so good that every time I watch it, I'm convinced it's my glasses that are steaming up. Uh, MVP goes to Ted Danson. Also, seriously, who had a better run in the eighties than William Hurt? Yeah. I mean, those are those points are all true. It's one of the it's it's a very steamy film. <laughs> you can like you can you know it's 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 Kathleen Turner at her most beguiling. Um, she is beguiling. Yeah, she's something else, and it's it's just all these little things about it. Like you know, f- several times throughout the film, it's it's William Hurt finishing up. Uh, you know. The end of his, at the end of uh, going for a run or something, and then he's he's takes out a cigarette and starts smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and, yes, <laughs> and then yeah, Ted Danson is fantastic in it. Um, he's just got kind of like a, a bit part, um, but it's it's so good. And then uh, it, it, a little, you know, it was weird to see. Richard Crenna in 1981 versus Richard Crenna in um, what probably like 69 or whenever. Oh, because he was in Way Into Dark. Yeah, um, and uh, 67. So they're just like the 14. That's only 14 years difference. Think about that. The difference between essentially the same difference in time between the first Daniel Craig James Bond and the last Daniel Craig mm-hmm. James Bond, and yeah. the way he aged versus the way Richard Crenna aged. <laughs> It's, People aged harder back in those days, is what I'm saying. It's so so. I'm watching Succession right now too. Oh, oh! I could have recommended that because that the first episode of season three. Yeah. Well, I haven't great. seen season. I'm. I'm. You're still, still catching up. Yeah. I got. I just the episode I watched yesterday was last night. I'm on the one where the bachelor party, mm-hmm. and uh, is it Tom? Tom, the fiance of Shaban. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh man. When he. <laughs> What a character. When he's like, yeah, and then she, and when he's 
so happy that he got to swallow his own jizz. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't cheat on Shaban because it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, dude. <clears throat> yeah. Um, that, that one was a slow start. I'm like, oh, what the hell do you all love about this show? And then I was like, and then yesterday was last night episode. I was like, oh, this is what you all like about this show. <laughs> it's, it's a superbly well-written show. And mm-hmm. I mean, Brian Cox just kicks so much ass in it. He's yeah. fantastic. Um, you know, even is, is, is it, it's Kieran Culkin that's in it, right? Yeah. Um, who doesn't age as opposed to Jeremy Strong, who I think like ages like a decade from like the beginning <laughs> to the end of this season. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's, it's that dark energy from being so intense all the time. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is, it's, it's superbly well written. It's, it's, it's like, um, I mean, I would put it in a similar league as as anything that Aaron Sorkin has done. Oh yeah, and and in this, like, also there's just there's no good guy in it. No, no, uh, no good person. Well, I, everybody. I was is rooting for. I was rooting for Jeremy Strong for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that he's like becoming this mildly drug. You know, he's an asshole, but no, just, he's a drug addicted asshole. Uh, yeah, you you watch the arc of his character; it's really something. Yeah. Um, um, it's it's a it's a, it's by, by the time you get to season two, it's it's quite the arc. Um, yeah, that's why that's why I understand. Um, but um, it's fine. It's like Alan Ruck doesn't age at all. He is he yeah. I mean, he essentially pretty. Oh, did you listen to his Marin? That that's what made me want to watch Succession. Is oh, because yeah. I listened to his Marin and I was like, oh God, Cameron likes it. <laughs> and like, he's in it. Like I, I guess I better like. You know, he still I, pretty much looks like Cameron. I don't want Cameron Fry to be bartending again between jobs. <laughs> I better watch this shit. <laughs> that was that was an interesting story. Um, that because I mean it explains why I I hadn't seen him in really anything between. Ferris Bueller's Day Off in Spin City, and it turns out because he was almost in nothing between Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And he was Spin behind City. the bar. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, and his wife is. Um, I didn't realize who he was like who he's married to. Like his wife, uh, Michelle Enos. Um, she's a fantastic actress. Yeah, I didn't recognize who that was. Yeah. I don't think I've seen the show that she was on. Yeah, she's been in a few other things, but she's she's a fantastic actress. So what did I end up recommending? Body Heat. You end up recommending Body Heat. Yeah, uh, I, I just if you if you've never seen it, it's it's uh, this far. Um, I haven't seen it, so don't ruin anything for me. It's I, it's one of Lawrence Kasdan's best, I would say. Yeah, uh, I, he wrote and directed it, um, and it's 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 up there for sure with his with his best and. And he's done some good ones. Yeah, I think I mix up Body Heat with Body Double. Apparently, Body Double is the other one I got to see. Uh, yes, Body Double is really good. So that's the one with uh, that's the De Palma movie with Melanie yeah. Griffith and yes. um, Wasson. Yeah. yeah. Um. I guess I, I yeah I think that that I'll, I'll leave it at that. There's yeah. some other great films that I've been revisiting lately. Like I watched The Ice Storm for the first time in a long time. Really? And that's a yeah, good one. It is. It's. Uh, I think it. I think honestly, that one's probably my favorite Ang Lee film. Yeah, he really. I mean, I haven't. Uh, I didn't see Life of Pi. Apparently, everyone loves the show that, but I hate the book. Mm-hmm. I hate. Um, yeah, and 
Yeah, I can't think of a um, other than Crouching Tiger. Like I can't think of another. A. I, Lee I movie think I, I think it's time. I I have never seen his Hulk. Um, oh, you're missing on something special. I, I've heard it's one of like it, like the way that he presents it is 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 something. Um, you are missing on a special <laughs> treat, my friend. So I, I, I I'll, I'll I'll watch that one at some point. That but. one. Think of all you've thought about death perception and just throw it out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I think that'll do it. We'll we'll put a pin in it and call it a day. Yeah, but don't forget, you know, Platypus After Dark, my friends, if you want the conversation to continue. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash hoot and waddle and uh, five bucks a month gets you a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, I mean, if you like this, this is pretty much what our bonus episodes are. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, and so beyond that, um, if you could please rate and review, subscribe to the show, recommend it to people. Um, you know, what? just I, I would say at this point, actually just take people's devices and see if they're locked or not. And if they're not locked, subscribe to it for them. Yeah. Um, just That'd be go great. right into their podcast app and... and Add it to their feed. Add five stars to it. We really yeah. just need more five star ratings to like get like on some. I am, I am advocating for breaking into other people's devices and uh, and and subscribing them to Mental Platypus. No, Jared, <laughs> I am not advocating this. You don't have to. Okay. Well, you, you you can you can remain you can maintain plausible deniability. I I however am saying uh, commit some sort of crime. And uh, and get other people to listen. To this and show. Phoenix Police Department, if you'd like to know where Jared lives. <laughs> oh wait, the show's over. Keep her. And he's uh, cutting me off. <laughs> and and also, just so you're aware, uh, Mental Platypus will return. <laughs> yes. Mental Platypus is a production of Hoot and Waddle, producing fine arts and culture podcasts and publishing works of experimental literature since 2016. To learn more about Hoot and Waddle, please visit hootandwaddle.com. To learn how you can help support and sustain Hoot and Waddle, please visit patreon.com forward slash hootandwaddle. <laughs>